Well, hello, everyone. Whatever time this recording finds you, if you're watching sometime in the future, for those of you live, thank you for being here. And Brian, thank you for being here. My name is Jay Berkowitz, and this is the uh, 10 Golden Rules Internet Marketing for Law Firms webinar. And um, we'll probably put this out as a podcast as well. So welcome to folks listening on iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And we're very uh, fortunate to have Brian with us today, and he's going to tell his story or our joint joint story, how he's significantly improved his marketing and his business, really his signed cases. I'm going to get to Brian in just two minutes. But first, I just wanted to show you some of the numbers that we promised. And then we'll talk about how we got there. You know, the great news for Brian is almost anything you search, and we'll show you a bunch of examples. Um, this is a search for Oklahoma City car accident lawyers, and he's based in Oklahoma City. Um, and this is a search as if you were searching in Oklahoma City. He's number one in the Google screened LSAs and number one in the Google Maps. And that's pretty consistent. We'll show you a bunch of examples. His SEO, his search engine optimization, the number of keywords. When we started working a couple of years ago, he had 65 keywords in the first two pages of Google. And now he's over 1,100 keywords, meaning if you search a keyword phrase, his website comes up in that Google search. Again, we'll, we'll go into some more details, but you know the part that really matters, and I hear this from attorneys all the time, is you know I don't really care if I'm I'm ranked in Google unless it gives me cases. And in a recent month, Brian got 45 signed retainers, uh, mostly car accident, motor vehicle accident cases. So Brian, I just wanted to just right off the top, I wanted to talk a little bit about you know what you were doing before, who were you you were working with, and how how in your you know just on a broad spectrum how we achieved some of these goals. Sure, Jay, I appreciate it. So when he says I'm a solo practitioner, I'm truly a solo practitioner. I, I'm the only lawyer in my office. Um, I was with a firm for several years before I decided to go to my own. So I am competing like all solo practitioners in, in the injury business against big firms that put a lot of money behind advertising on buses, sports stadiums, radio, TV, on and on. And I just, I didn't have that kind of um, financial backing to, to get out there and do that. So I, you know, knew that you need to have a presence on Google. I hired a local company to help me out. And it was, it was, a, it was a struggle. Um, I just wasn't getting the cases that the number of calls that I needed. And we're all in business. We want calls first. That's the main thing. And we can weed out the good cases from, from the not so good cases. So um, I was just looking to generate calls and like I started my own practice and it'd been okay for a while, but then it started diving down. I just, the calls weren't coming in. I started to panic. Maybe is the, maybe too strong, but it's something close to that. So um, I looked around and quickly came upon one of Jay's YouTubes, like this guy, nobody's talking about. And I picked the phone and called him and we had a brief consultation. I was uh, impressed. And then we had a more formal meeting kind of talking about what they do, how they do it, how it works. All this was pretty foreign to me about the algorithms and Google and all that, but I, I was impressed that they certainly knew what they were doing. So we started our business relationship, and over the last couple of years that I've been with them, it has increased more than I would have ever expected. It, I mean, we are not just getting more calls, which you know it started. It starts a little bit slow, and then it just builds and builds and builds, and it's still building. So it is just a constant rise of of calls, and it's not just the number of calls; it is the quality of calls. I'm, I'm in the car injury business, and the vast majority of the calls that, that Jay and his team funneled to me through all the Google stuff is car accident injury cases. So 
it has been a great success for my office. And we have expanded, based on that, we've expanded staff, we've expanded space just to help with the number of cases we have to get work correctly for the clients. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. I'll just share uh, an intro for Brian and the agenda. The cases Brian was signing, you know, 11, 9, 6, um, and now 37, 45, some tremendous months. That was the 400% increase we promised in the uh, event marketing. Without further ado, I'll just touch on the agenda quickly. So we're going to cover the following things. We're going to talk about how to get right to the top of Google, the local service ads or Google screened. Uh, people call it different things. We're going to talk about, you know, a simple strategy we did right out of the gate with Brian to increase his website conversions by 20%. My friend uh, and business coach, Josh Nelson, always says, what gets measured gets attention and improves. So we'll talk about the numbers because we pay a lot of attention to the numbers. So you know what's working and what you need to focus on. You all know if, if you've been to some of these webinars, I like to talk about my SEO strategy and the simplification of that is the ABCs of SEO, the really simple A, B, and C, all you need to do for your search engine optimization. We'll touch on social media and talk about how Brian got 300,000 views on one of his videos. We'll touch on local search. I'll give you our simple strategy that you can do a lot of this stuff without spreading yourself thin and how we, we only need a couple hours every quarter, like once every three months from Brian to cover off his SEO is social media. We'll talk about that strategy. And then I want to share with you why Brian is a great client, and he really is. And then we'll ask him to share a little bit more about working with an agency and what you should be looking for if you're picking a great marketing agency. Just before we go too much further, if you're watching this in the future on YouTube or listening on the podcast, I'd love it if you'd subscribe on YouTube and give us a nice comment. We've had over 150,000 views. You see, Here's the ABCs of SEO has had, we're almost at 20,000 views. So we'd love you to join the community and become a subscriber. Just click that subscribe button. And on the podcast, if you're listening on iTunes or Shopify, we'd love a five-star rating, a five-star review. So Brian went to Southern Methodist for his undergrad and did a JD with honors at the University of Oklahoma and then was admitted to the bar. And he's also admitted to practice before the uh, district court in Oklahoma in the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals. Brian, what does that mean? Is that an additional education or certification you needed? Yeah, it was an additional bar admission just at the 10th Circuit. So if I have a case that gets appealed up through certain levels, then I'm licensed to practice and argue in the 10th Circuit. Great. And anything you want to tell us about your college career? Well, um, my college career was rife with what am I going to do with my life? And what, where am I going to go? And what am I going to do? And ended up kind of just randomly, sort of randomly deciding law school sounds like a good idea. I had some family who were attorneys, talked to them. And um, yeah, so, so college was, a, was the typical college experience. And at the end, I had to make the decision to move on to law school. Right. And then you're in the Oklahoma Bar and the Trial Lawyers Association. And Brian's a super lawyer. I always thought super lawyers sounded like a funny certification uh, when I first heard of it. But super lawyers is actually voted on by your peers, right? Yeah, it is. I think a lot of those things are gimmicky, but super lawyers is legitimate. It, it is really, truly voted on by your by your peers. I vote every year for lawyers that I know and work with and respect. So it's it's actually a, a pretty significant honor, and, and I'm proud to be in it. We love it when our <clears throat> attorneys get that because, you know, they were voted on by the other lawyers in the state. Right. 
the trial lawyers top 100. Uh, that's pretty awesome. How do you get that? And what does that mean? That is something that you, you join up to um, become involved with. And it's another thing that is, that is peer reviewed. It's not voted like super lawyers, but it is peer reviewed. And so it's another just kind of, you know, stamp of approval from the people that you work with. Awesome. You mentioned you focus on, on car wrecks, personal injury. You want to talk a little bit about the practice and, and what's a great case for you? It's a almost complete injury law firm, injury practice. Most of that is vehicle wrecks, truck wrecks, car wrecks, motorcycles. Uh, also uh, have a pretty healthy premises liability practice. So those two areas are, are really what our main focus is on. Uh, we will from time to time take some insurance, a few cases, uh, someone's getting or having trouble with their insurance paying a claim for, for whatever reason. So, you know, what makes a great case is the client being able to tell his or her story about the impact that the injuries have had on them, this experience has had on them. So my first and most important thing to look at on a case is uh, what, to make, what makes a good case is the quality of the client and, and the story they have to tell. Awesome. Thanks for that. Very quickly, I, I didn't do a slide for myself, but my name is Jay Berkowitz. And if you haven't been on these webinars or podcasts before. My company is called 10 Golden Rules, and we do internet marketing for law firms. So we're talking to folks like Brian. If I see a number of our friends and clients, Bob Arnold and Anne-Marie's here, and Jerry Parker and Mel Stein, a bunch of friends and attorneys on the webinar live today. You know, we talk to folks like this all day, every day, and it'll be our 20th anniversary this year. So we've been doing this and refining our processes over the last 20 years. And I'm proud to say we've gotten really good at it. Let me go ahead now. And, you know, the first section we, we, we talked about or promised, uh, if you will, was um, the local service ads or Google screened. And this has been one of the big breakthroughs for most of our clients because Google introduced this, this new product. It's really a new service from them. And about 14, 16 months ago, and they rolled it across the country. So it was first in Austin and San Diego in a, just a couple practice areas, and now it's in about 20 practice areas and pretty much across the country. So the difference with this product is it's paid per call. So the Google screened or local service ads is right at the very top of a Google search. So here's a search for Oklahoma City car accident lawyers. Brian's in the number one position for this search. He's also in the Google Maps. We'll talk about that after. But these are great because you get a phone call and you only pay per call. And uh, Brian, I know you've loved these. You want to talk a little bit about, you know, what you see as the client getting these phone calls. Sure. So they come to me through an app and it is either they can send a, a direct message. I get a lot of those, like basically a text message through the LSA app. And you can respond immediately with your own text message or set up a time to call. Other times they will just, the phone rings and, you know, someone here picks it up and they talk kind of through the case. I get the call and, and vet it. So it has been an extraordinary resource for my practice. I, I don't, if I had to say one thing is, has improved the number of calls and quality calls that we get, it's probably LSA. I mean, it is, it has just been tremendous. So it's immediate, it's quick, you know exactly who's calling, what it's about, or who's messaging, what they want to talk about. You know, every now and then you'll, you may get something that's not car related, but you know, you could make it work into a case. So it has just been a real boon to my practice. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to an attorney in Queens last week, and they're, they're not even approved for the LSA. They're a personal injury lawyer. I was trying to explain to them, like, you're missing 40% of the leads. Because on a phone, you know, you're going to see two of these, and it takes up almost the entire phone screen, and people just click to call. And uh, consumers are getting familiar with this because it's also available in home services, like air conditioning, plumbers. You know, this has been around for five years with 
Google giving some kind of check mark. And most people don't know what it means, but we actually help Brian get through a vetting process. I think just seeing Google screen from people, that, that's important. It means something like this person's vetted, he's local. I, I think it's really important for people to see that. So it's, it's made a huge difference in the set. Great. I have grabbed a few slides, just if you haven't done this. So the basic setup is, you know, you go through and you give them, you know, where do you want the phone calls? And you've got to put in your license. There's about 17 things that we help a law firm. So if you haven't gotten screened or approved, we're happy to, to get you through that. Of course, Brian's got all the check marks and he's, he's screened and approved. And then when you're in the app and he talked about the app, so there, you can log in through your computer. This is the computer version. But obviously, it's great. And that's a, a great tip that Brian shared. You should definitely get the app if you're on the program, because then you can get those leads like right away um, or make sure someone in your intake department has the app. But these are all the different areas. You, you can see your leads and look at your profile and budget and billing. We've done an entire webinar on this topic about Google Screen. And there's you know six basic tips, but I wanted to just give you the, the headlines today. You know We call it our secret algorithm. One of the things, and I'll go through four or five of the six components of our secret algorithm. One thing that Brian does extremely well and his team does very, very well is you want to give Google feedback because Google screened or LSAs is run by an artificial intelligence algorithm. So you've got to give them feedback. We recommend getting in the back end twice a day. So this is how the leads look. We block you know, the customer's name and the phone numbers and whatnot. But you see here that Brian has moved or his team has moved 59 of the 60 leads and indicated to Google. These are completed. These are good leads. They're in our practice area. We're, we're happy to pay for these. And then these are either, you know, someone looking for a real estate lawyer or something that he shouldn't have gotten that phone call and he doesn't want to pay for it. So you only pay for the leads in your practice area. And if it's all, like, if it's a robocall or a salesperson, you archive those, you don't have to pay for those. And then there's just one lead that still needs to be designated. Brian, how do, you, how do you guys handle this? Like, how do you do such a great job of giving Google that feedback? Well, it's mostly up to me to determine if it's a case that we're going to call back or how we respond to it. So I am like most people, I've got my phone with me, my Apple Watch, my iPad. So a lead comes through, I check it. I've got two other assistants who are on it. Like if I'm in a deposition or if I'm in court or out of town for some reason, they check it. So we all have the app and it pops up a notification and we are all used to and trained to click it immediately. It is immediate feedback from my office when we get one. You know, there may be a little delay, but if we don't get back to them within the hour, that's unusual for us. You know, sometimes you'll get these through the middle of the night or on the weekend, it takes a little longer to respond. But I've got two people here dedicated with the app on their phone and, and their devices that we, we respond right away. So, and that is the key. I, I've noticed that if you don't give Google feedback or LSA feedback, and you don't answer the calls. I've got a 24-hour answering service. So they're always talking to somebody live. It makes all the difference. Yeah, and I couldn't have said it better. Like what we're talking about here is, you know, so many attorneys I talk to say they got screened, but they've fallen out of the top three. You know, I think we're going to do a webinar called Help, I've Fallen and I Can't Get Back Up. And the reasons why you're not in the top three is you're not, you know, you're not giving the algorithm the feedback. So Brian and his team do such a great job of getting in there and marking these cases, there's a lot of components to it. So the second thing that they do a great job, and this is one of their cases, again, we blocked the name, but they put a lot of notes in each lead. And if you think of Google, all of Google's products have an algorithm to them. And like Google SEO, there's search engine optimization. So 
in LSA, it's got an algorithm to it. So it's like, how quickly do you answer the phone? How quickly do you designate the leads? How many of the leads do you accept? And the notes that you put in there is like the, the copywriting, the SEO copywriting of LSA. So you want to, you see here, car wreck, injured during a motor vehicle crash and sustained personal injuries. Like I couldn't have written this better myself because Brian or his team has put in keywords and they put in notes and they're feeding back to the algorithm some SEO content. The other thing is you, you can listen to all these calls. So there's a, a little component here of the backend system and you just click play and you can hear the call. So like, let's say Brian was in court and someone on his team took the call and he wants to go in and listen to it. He can designate it and just put the notes in here if someone hasn't put the notes in. Um, Brian, you want to add to that a little bit? Yeah, I'll, I, I'll add one thing on, on the iPhone and iPad apps. In addition to listening to it, you can see an immediate live a transcript. The, the, so you can read it. So if I'm in court or I'm in a deposition, you know, I'm on a break or something, I don't have to listen to it. I can read it and say, hey, this is a viable case. I can't call. Get someone in the office to call back immediately. But yeah, you're right. And, and I've noticed that if, if we put in the right words and the notes, it just gets, you know, more and more active. So it's, uh, it's, it's been one of the best tools we have. And the tool, by the way, keeps getting better and better. And they do record the calls. And then the AI is transcribing the calls. So no one at Google is listening to these calls. But the artificial intelligence is doing that for us. And Brian talked about the app. And here's, you know, the app comes in and all your leads come in and you can click on the leads. Um, Brian, how do, you, you pretty much talked about it, but you want to mention. Yeah, so you get a lead. And if I'm not here to talk to him or someone's not here to talk to him, then one of the other staff or the answering service will talk to him. So you click on the lead and it shows, you know, you read the transcript, listen to the call. And my personal practice is to respond to everybody. I think that's important, not just for the client, but I think it's important for the algorithm too. So yeah, you, you look at it, you listen to the call, if it's a viable case, you call them back and tell, you know, find out the facts of what happened. And hey, you know, I got your message on Google. When's a good time to call? And it's, as I said, many times already, but we've just had great success with it. And, and the app is extremely simple to use. It is, like I said, it's immediate. And if you've got a lead on a big case, you can... Take care of it right then. Okay, great. And there's a couple questions, Jenna. Thanks for giving me the heads up. Stephanie asked, how much should we pay? You know, the general guideline with local service ads is you're going to put a large budget and Google's not going to spend the large budget. So you want to put about $2,000, $3,000 a week. And I'll say it again, Google's not going to spend that money. When you just start out, you know, you'd be lucky to get two or three calls in your first month. So you've got to give the, the app a lot of the feedback we talked about. You've got to take the leads. So you've got to mark them as good. And when you're starting out, you want to be really careful to accept the leads they give you and mark them as booked. You don't want to be disputing. Like if, if someone's in an accident, but they caused the accident, you want to take that lead and pay for it. So you want to tell Google, hey, anytime someone searches for car wreck lawyer, car accident attorney near me, and they click on one of these Google local service ads, you want to tell Google, I want more of these. And so you don't want to be archiving anything that is in your practice area. And then, um, you know, over time, you'll start getting maybe, you know, and depending on your market, like in Brian's market, he probably averages a hundred bucks a lead. And I think we got the data coming up and then he might convert one and four, one and five. So might end up costing five, six, seven hundred dollars to get a signed case in New York or LA. It might be two or three times that. So you might pay $200 or $300 a lead, and you might convert, you know, one in four, one in five. So how much you should pay, you should set a budget that's very high, two, $3,000, and 
and then you're only going to pay per lead. So you're only going to pay per call or, or if you get a text lead. And here's some of the data. So this is just looking at six months worth of data. You know, in this month, we only got six leads. So we only spent 390 bucks. It was $65 a lead, but generally the leads are 120, 150 bucks each. And it seems like Brian's converting, you know, six out of 35, five out of 35, four out of 15. So around 30 to 40, that's pretty good, 30 or 40%. Really good conversion percentage. So these are signed clients and the cost per case, $834. Now, a lot of states will be jealous to have an $800 signed case. Like I said, New York, Florida, Texas, California are going to be probably $2,000 for a signed case. But generally, these are going to be better and less than the cost of a paper signed case. We're also tracking the star rating and the reviews. It's very important to get one to two new reviews every week. One to two new reviews every week. So it's not like maps where the guy with the most reviews comes up in the Google Maps. It's more important to get one to two new reviews per week. And the Google reps have told us that. But it's also, I would say that's also news for Google Maps where, you know, anytime Google tells you something, it generally is carried across their different algorithms. So now we're a little bit more focused on the cadence, the regularity of getting one to two new reviews per week. Brian, anything you want to share about these kind of numbers? Just the, the cost per case, you know, 835 for me, it's minuscule. I mean, to, compared to fees the, that this LSA has generated for me. I mean, I've, I've signed up multiple six-figure cases from LSA alone. It, it is, like I said, a very minimal expense for the quality of cases you get. That's my main takeaway from it is I just sometimes can't believe I'm spending such little money to get such big reward out of it. Yeah, and I titled this slide, What Gets Measured Gets Attention and Improves. And Brian's been great. And that's one of the things I mentioned earlier. He's a great client. Him and his team give us this feedback. So we know how many signed clients are where we know how it's working. Like so many clients don't take the time to put the data back in. And so we're, we're kind of running blind when it comes to the marketing. Before I had you guys, we were kind of running blind and not giving this the feedback it needs. And you, you've got to pay attention to it. You've got to give it the feedback. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you as well as it, as it could. So I do what Jay and his team tell me, and they're right every time. And I give it the feedback at once. And I can tell if we get a little lax, if we're in trial and we're not as, as focused on this as we should be, it, it slows down a little bit. But as long as you pay attention to it and you are quick and you respond, it's incredible. Yeah, and what Brian said is not insignificant. Like if they take the eye off the ball for a couple of weeks or a month or two, you know, we see that across the country. If you're not in the app, giving the feedback, answering the phone is, is really critical. And then we, I threw another um, top secret logo here because you see the team has missed very few calls, three, one month, two. And so, sometimes people hang up before you can answer the phone. So Google plays a little whisper and says this call is being recorded for quality assistance or whatever. Some people hang up right there because they don't want their call recorded now. Brian will still get a notification in the app and he can still call that person back, which right. is one of the best reasons to have the app because that's still a lead and they're probably going to go and go to somebody else's website. So you definitely want to still call them back. And then you go in the app and you say, hey, I was able to call this person back. But, you know, the very small number of missed calls here, this is the totals for a bigger 14 or 15 month report. So, you know, 14 months, they've only missed 24 calls. And I would argue that most of those were probably people who hung up because Brian's team does a great job answering the phone. So 
Part of the secret algorithm, matter of fact, the number one thing is you've got to answer the phone within 15 seconds and you can't miss any calls. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. By the way, so many firms tell us, oh, we're great at answering the phone. We always answer the phone. We have an after-hours call service. But then once we get the data back, because Google tracks it, how many missed calls and, and how many calls were answered in, you know, like 45 seconds, 60 seconds. Unfortunately, there's no middle ground here. You know, the receptionist can't go to the restroom and nobody else is answering the calls and you're missing calls or getting two, three minutes to answer calls. The only way to get in the top three is to sort of check off all six or seven items that we're, we're sharing here today. And then um, I talked about the reviews, getting one to two new reviews per week. Brian, you want to talk about some of the things your team does to get reviews? Yeah, I kind of keep the reviews to, to myself as far as get, getting the clients to do it. Um, I, I find it more personal. Um, I think they're more responsive when I ask. So I, I typically ask them on a, you know, when they come in for a settlement or we resolve the case and we give them their check and they sign off on the paperwork. Hey, you know, we did a good job. I'm glad you're happy. I'm going to text you a link to leave me a review. I mean, you know, it means a lot to us. And most of these people have found us on Google anyway. You know, a great, a great number of them have found us on Google. So they're used to it. They rely on reviews. They know it, it means something and it's important. So hardly ever get any pushback from them at all. I mean, you know, some people won't do it, of course, but the, the majority of it do. And it's when my reviews are really coming through, it makes a lot of difference on LSA and everything else. And it, it is probably the one thing when I'm talking to a new client, that's what they're most impressed with is the number of reviews we have. Good reviews. I mean, they're all, they're all generally five-star in my office. So that always catches their eye. It's always very important. It's just like you looking for a restaurant. You're not going to go to a place that's 2.2 stars. You want the best. It is, besides answering calls like Jay just talked about, that's got to be close to the top second, probably most important thing that we do is get the reviews. I'm not always great at asking or I may forget or ask them later, but it's something we always strive to get everybody to leave us a good review. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, I'm an SEO guy, right? So I'm always thinking we need the reviews for Google Maps and LSAs, but I'm also a consumer and we look at reviews like almost anything you buy these days. You have a look at the Google reviews. You know, you're selling yourself short if you don't get every possible client that you have a good result for. Get them to do that Google review. And you just text them right there, Brian, on their on their cell phone. Yeah, just... I'll just text them. They can't do it. I don't, there's, there's, you probably know them more than I do, but they, if they do it here in my office and they're on the Wi-Fi, it doesn't, it doesn't really work. So they got to kind of leave the premises. But yeah, I send them a text with a link and it it's, they click the link. It goes right to it. You hit five stars. You want to leave a comment. That's fine. It doesn't take long at all. So yeah, I just I just and I, I just text them with a link directly. Right. So far, that's what I found to be the best. I think it's more personal than some of the programs you can use that say, hey, you know, I can't remember all the names, but thanks for using Brian Garrett's office. He'd love a review, but I, you know, I think it's more personal and I get better response than when I send it directly to him. Yeah. If you've got a team doing it, we recommend BirdEye or Podium. Those are the right. programs you're talking about. But Brian's fortunate enough to see the clients himself and have that relationship. But obviously, if you've got a team, and uh, you can use some of those tools. And again, and not a subtle point that Brian made, if they log into your Wi-Fi, Google's going to see all those reviews coming from the same IP address. So it's a small thing, but, you know, asking them to do it on their cell phone is more beneficial. You know, that was awesome. And I, we covered the, the local service ads and hopefully everybody's got value. And by the way, if you did, Give us a nice a shout out in the YouTube comments or something if you're watching this six months from now and you're going to gonna change your game on your LSAs. The next section, and this one's real quick, it's something that you know a lot of our clients didn't have on their website and it can improve your conversion 20 to 30%. If you think of that, that's, that's like a game changer. 
you know, for every 10 people who come to your website, you're going to get two more leads. And it's super simple. On Brian's website, there's this young woman at the bottom corner, and we wait eight or nine, 10 seconds, and the chat box comes up. And I have this conversation with folks all the time. They're like, well, you know, I don't like the chat box, or I don't use the chat box. But what we found is that, guess what? 20 or 30% of people do use the chat box. And I always give the example of like, what if someone's aunt was injured and she's doing research for her aunt and she wasn't the one in the car accident. So she's sitting at work. She shouldn't be doing Google research for her aunt's car accident, but she's she works wherever she works at an accounting firm. And she's doing research for her aunt. There's no way she's going to call the firm because she's sitting at work or she's her kids are homeschooling or whatever, you know. And so she's not also not going to fill out the email form because it's not her accident. She doesn't want to get this. She perceives she'll get spam and she'll get emailed and stuff. But, you know, there's 20 or 30 percent of people who will do a chat. And so just by adding this chat functionality on the website, we believe that Brian's leads incre increased 20 or 30 percent. Uh, Brian, what was your experience when we first added the chat function? Um, it's been it's been great. And, and what you said is exactly right. I've, I've got clients currently, multiple clients whose sister or mom or, or aunt, like you said, is looking for a lawyer to help them out. And they can't they can't make a phone call um, for whatever reason. They're at work. They're busy. I mean, whatever it may be. And they use the chat. And it's and mine's set up so we immediately get an email and immediately get text messages, me and two other staff, so we can respond right away. There has been a definite increase in good cases that I've gotten once we added this the chat box. I've been really impressed with it. It's, it's, it's worked very well. One of the nice things about this service, and we recommend a couple of these different products, and there's even an artificial intelligence one we're testing on our own website. When it becomes a lead, you get the leads, and you only pay when it's a qualified lead, right? Right. So someone's actually talking to these folks, qualifying them. And then, you know, Brian's paying, I forget, like $18 or $20, but only for a qualified lead. So if someone wants their address and they're coming for a meeting, they'll give them the address free of charge. If someone wants some, something else on the website, they'll answer those questions and you don't pay for that. So it's a really great service because you only pay for a qualified lead. The other thing I didn't mention is if it's a, uh, you know, a good qualified case, there's a program they use that they'll connect it by telephone directly to the office. Yeah. So you're just sitting there working or having lunch and you get a phone call and it's a qualified lead. They've already right. found out this, this person's injured. The next section I called our SEO secret sauce. And, um, you know, it's kind of like I, I, I used to work in marketing for McDonald's and we had our, you know, our secret sauce on the Big Macs or whatever. But our secret sauce that we've been using for seven years now is answering questions are secret for SEO. And if you think of it, it's, you know, it's pretty straightforward. Like when people go to Google, you don't Google things, you know, the answer to. So if somebody anywhere in the world or anywhere in the U.S. searches, is it worth suing after a car accident? The Brian Garrett Law website has the best answer in the world to that question. So these are paid ads, but Brian's website answered that question, according to Google, better than anyone in in the world. And the reason we, we know this is working so well, again, we started this seven years ago, but for one or two, three years, Google started showing this more frequently. People also ask. So Google's recognizing for their users, for all of us, right, that we're asking a question. And here's another slight variation of that question. And then this is super powerful. It's called a 
rich snippet. It's the, the number one SEO answer that Google's rewarding the website for having the best answer right at the top of Google. The reason it's so powerful is it's like, there it is, right at the top of Google. And sometimes they even put it in a box. Every quarter, once every three months, we give him about a dozen questions. And he even makes up some of the questions himself because we want to we want to answer the questions that people are asking him that they would be asking in Google. And then he records these videos. This one is the top performer. It's had over 100,000 views on YouTube. Pretty straightforward. Is it worth getting a lawyer for a car accident in Oklahoma? So, Brian, you know, you work on this program with us. How is it for you? And, and what have you learned from this? I keep learning about it. It is the videos, well, not my favorite thing to do to sit there and talk to the camera, but they work. I mean, that's that's the answer. They work. I have had many clients who come in, you know, they'll make a phone call, they'll, they'll come in for the initial consultation. Hey, how'd you hear about me? Well, I watched, I saw you on TV. Well, you didn't because I'm not on traditional TV, but you know, they see these YouTube videos. Laid in bed, you know, client just the other day came in, laid in bed, looking for a lawyer for his son's car wreck, came across my videos, liked them, called me the next day, get them signed up. Been to dinner and, you know, the bartender, the waitress will say, hey, I saw you on TV the other day. So they, they absolutely make a difference. And uh, I continue to see increased calls and leads and, and signed cases because of these videos. And the questions, like Joe's talking about, these are the questions clients have. That's why they call a lawyer. So they're going to Google these questions. And so if I come up and I'm in their area, they know I'm the guy to call. So th these, these have worked extremely well. And we've come up with a methodology to make it as easy as we can for the attorneys, because I can't write authentic content like Brian can, and he doesn't have time to write content. But if he just answers a question, that's the best content. Like I said, people are searching questions. So we actually title the video with the question, and then Brian answers them. So we prep you, we do a little rehearsal on Zoom, and then we bring in a videographer, and he sets his camera up in your boardroom. This is Brian's boardroom. And Brian, by the way, you were humble. You said, you know, you don't love doing it, but I use these as, as examples all the time for other attorneys of how to do a great video. It's authentic and Brian's looking right in the camera like someone sitting in his boardroom. Is it easy? Like you do it once every quarter? Yeah, it's easy. I mean, you know, I think probably the first one, I didn't know what to expect, probably over prepared a little bit. But yeah, once once you find kind of that groove and that authenticity and you talk to the camera like they're a client asking questions that clients ask all the time. So they're easy for me to answer because I answer them every day, all week long. So yeah, they're easy. They don't take much time. I mean, what do we spend in a, a video shoot? An hour, hour and a half, maybe tops yeah. every three months. So it's the limited, very, very small amount of time is minuscule compared to the results we get from it. Not a lot of work on my part, honestly. It's literally just sitting there answering questions that I answer all the time. So from my standpoint, it's fairly straightforward. As long as I just don't mumble and stutter and all that, we, we get through it okay. See, the authenticity, I think, is what makes Brian very successful with this. And then we have something, it's a term I coined, you know, many years ago called cascading content. And really simply what we do is we take the video and it goes on YouTube. And then we also use the video on a blog post. So the video, you know, Google owns YouTube. So your search engine optimizing just by using YouTube for question and answers. And then we've got the same thing, you know, the pain and suffering blog post and how to calculate pain and suffering. The video from YouTube is embedded on the blog. Now, there's a few reasons for that. Obviously, Google owns YouTube. And secondly, it's anyone can play it. You know, every device can play YouTube. It works really well. And putting that on the blog is like supercharging a blog post. So your SEO, search engine optimization, 
you're answering a question, you got a blog post with, you know, talks all about the keywords we want to target. And then you've got the video. So it's like a supercharged blog post. And then it helps it to rank like we saw in the Google results. And then the cascading is like a, a river cascades over a waterfall and creates little waterfalls and streams and tributaries. So we take that video on YouTube, we put it on the blog, we put it on, this is Instagram, this is Facebook. And then we also use these on Google Maps. So the Google business profile, what the consumer calls Google Maps, is a, your own micro Google website. It's owned by Google, but you can get in there and update things, shows all your reviews and shows your content that you were able to update. So we go in and we update with the, the video every week and the blog post, and we just link back to the blog post. So, you know, what we're doing here is like sort of checking off about eight boxes. We got the video SEO. We got the question and answer SEO. We got a blog post with supercharged video SEO. We're posting it in Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and LinkedIn, et cetera. We're using it in Google Maps. And we also take these question and answers and send them out in the monthly newsletter. You know, I call this the easy way to do SEO and, and social media. Everyone says, oh, I got to do Instagram and Facebook. But Brian, you don't have to do a thing other than sit down with us once a quarter, right? I don't do anything. No, but we have our the video shoots and our, our meetings. And no, I don't have to do it. They, they do it all. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, and by the way, I don't do any of it either. We've got a great team at Tangled <laughs> Rules. So you know, I mean, I sit in on the video shoot with Brian. And then we've also come up with this uh, great secondary strategy. Brian, sometimes we ask you to tell your funny stories. And you told the story about the pizza delivery guy. Right. Just tell that one quickly. Yeah. So that was one it was a terrible, terrible wreck. My client was just very severely permanently injured. And we were doing some research. It was hit by one of the big pizza delivery companies and doing some research on the delivery guy and found out on Instagram. I think it was Instagram. Maybe in Facebook, I think it was Instagram that he's in the kitchen. This is minutes before the wreck and the kitchen's smoking a joint before he took off on this delivery and caused this wreck. So that was quite a fine for the case. It helped us. So we asked Brian to just tell, and we use those as, as some of the social media content because it's, it's nothing funny about personal injury, but it is funny. The guy was smoking weed at this pizza place half an hour before the wreck and was stupid enough to post it on social media. That was the funny part that he posted it. That made the case pretty easy for you, huh? Yeah, that, they didn't have a lot to talk about it for that. I think this is the record. This one's over 300,000 views. I'm going to try and get it to play on Instagram here. Speeding, has her flashers on. Doesn't seem like there's any safe place for her to pull over. We got an exit coming up in a mile. Looks like she's just going to continue on to the exit. Um, yeah, I would not pull over on that shoulder there. Ooh, the trooper hits her, clips her back corner. There's no way that would be a safe place to pull over, especially at night. So he's turning around. She's rolled over. So that's a very serious wreck. Looking at that, I think the person who was being pulled over was doing absolutely the safest thing. Put your flashers on, recognize that you've seen the officer and, and he's going to pull you over for speeding or whatever it was. I don't know why this officer made that maneuver that he did. I think he is absolutely responsible for causing this wreck and any injuries. I would certainly recommend that she hire an attorney and make a claim against the highway patrol in this case. Uh, all right. So, Brian, we, we call those reaction videos. And like I said, it's I think it's now over 300,000 views, over 6,000 likes. What do you want to share with us about that? Well, it's amazing to me that that many people watch me do anything. But um, 
you know, I, those are, I enjoy doing those, those reaction ones, because I've never seen the videos until I literally sit there and watch them on camera. So it, it is, I, I've said authentic before, but it, it really is. It's an immediate reaction. I think those play well to people. I think they play well to clients. Just the, another tool that we use to help the calls keep coming in and keep signing up more cases. So it's, uh, th these are fun to do. And, and I can tell that people are uh, influenced by them, definitely. And the next section, uh, tap on SEO for a minute. I mentioned the ABCs of SEO. You know, the simple thing that there's there's like 6, 600 factors in Google's algorithm determining whether you come up in SEO or not. And we like to simplify things at 10 Golden Rules so I can understand them. My team simplifies them for me and so our clients can understand them. But the ABCs are architecture, backlinks, and content. So our team does a lot of work on the website to make sure it's fast. Like this is, uh, we're testing it in Google's page speed score. And the A is the architecture of the website. And there's a bunch of advanced things we do. And then the B is backlinks, getting other sites to link to your site. So you see, we've been building other link, you know, other sites linking to Brian and asking other folks like top law practices and expertise.com. And they've got links to Brian's site, which makes his site more important in the eyes of Google. And then the third thing is content. A is architecture, B is backlinks, and C is content. And Brian, we just send you, I think, four blogs a month, and you have to approve them. They're pretty well written and whatnot. You know, I hardly ever have any changes to them, and they're all very well written. I, you know, there's no error, grammatical errors, spelling errors. Every blue moon, I may have some, you know, another thought or some input to put in there, but no, it's it's a great product. It's a great blog. They're, those are generally just approved upon one reading. And so that's the ABCs, architecture, backlink, and content. Now, equally important, or maybe even more important, is Google Maps. And we have a whole search engine optimization practice that we call our local search. Because, you know, if you think of it, the maps comes up above the SEO. So a lot of times we're super focused on the SEO, the SEO, the SEO. But if you can search engine optimize your Google Maps to come up, you know, here Brian's in the first position for car accident attorneys. He's in the first position. This is an ad for uh, OKC personal injury lawyer. And he's also in the first position for Oklahoma City car wreck lawyer. So if you can come up in the map results, you know, you're going to get like so many of us, you know, if you're looking for shoe repair or a pizza place that's close to you, you know, we like to use the maps. So, Brian, do you know like who calls on the maps or do you get any feedback on it? Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know the exact percentages, but I get a ton of people who find you on the maps. Type in one of these phrases or something similar, you're going to call the person with the best reviews at the top or near the top who's not an ad. And we are there consistently. So yeah, it's another, just another great source for us. We get tons of calls uh, from Google Maps. That's been a great job by Jay and his team on getting us and keeping us at the top. And when we first met, you had 142 Google reviews. Now you're up to 228. No, so, I don't think that, is that right? I thought it was far, I thought we had a lot less than that. Is that was it 142? You might've had fewer, I don't know. Yeah. But that was um, the first screenshot I had. So I think there are less than that actually, but yeah, now they're at 228, trying to get more all the time. So uh, that to me is when someone sees, looking for a car wreck lawyer, they see someone local with five stars, that's who they're going to click on. And then this is a, a tool we use in our SEO department. I don't know if I've ever shown you this, Brian, have I? I've never seen this before. We didn't have this tool when we first met. We use it in our new business meetings. So the first result we got when we use this tool, this tool is replicating a Google search. So 
this is saying, you know, in May of 2021, if someone searches car accident lawyer right at your office, you were number two. And then this is actually not a bad result because you're in a 10, we call this a 10 mile grid. So 10 miles to the east, west, north, and south, you're at least in the game. A lot of times when we search firms, they're 21 plus. They're nowhere to be found on Google Maps. What this is saying, like if I double back here to Google Maps, this would be a number one result, number two, number three. You know, back in May of 2021, you were number two at right at your office, and then you were number nine, 10 miles to the east. And then this has improved over the last, you know, this is one's done in July, you know, right to the east and west, you're in the top three for maps, and you're just slightly out of it, number four, five in the south, not quite as good in the north. And our guys use this tool, and what it does, it allows us to check and improve and fix uh, what's called citations. And so Google calls a link, when someone has a blue underlined link, you know, to bgarrettlaw.com, and you can click that and go to the website, that's called a link. But when it's just a list, like a listing on Facebook, and it might have a no follow to it, it's called a citation. So these could be links or citations. But basically what we do is we go in and clean up and make sure everything's like super consistent. The name, address, and phone number have to be identical in all of these listings because Google's a robot, right? It's not a person. So you got to have identical NAP, name, address, and phone. And then we mentioned earlier the weekly content. You know, you got to add content every week. Uh, to the Google Maps at a minimum once a week, and Google tells you you can you can update things weekly. So we we know that's kind of a guideline for the SEO for local for Maps. So the three things we do: Google reviews, NAP name, address, and phone consistency, and your links and citations, and adding content. Brian, anything else uh, we've learned about the Maps piece? Um, I think I think you covered it. I just get second, you know just another effective tool for us that people use more and more frequently. But I think you covered everything that I would say. And the next section, I touched on this earlier, what gets measured gets attention and improves. We give a detailed reporting every month to Brian and we see, you know, his total leads are going up, his total visits. I like to look at the year over year. So his uh, website traffic's up 136%. His organic visit is up 77%. His phone calls up 53%. And that's really what it what it all comes down to, right? You're getting more phone calls and more form fills and more chats. Obviously, Brian's converting that business. And then each month at the end of the month, we'll send Brian and his team a report. And these are all the calls he got in one month. And then these are the clients that they signed on. So they retained uh, 12 or 14 of these cases, and these guys didn't sign on. And then with that data, we were able to get information about you know, how many chats and chats generally convert at eight or 10%. And we see calls, you know, calls are great. We talked about this earlier. When someone calls, you know, you might convert them at about 20%. And then when someone fills out a form on your website, or these are Google screened, the form fills generally convert at a much lower rate at three or 4%. Because when someone fills out a form on your site and you call them back, half the time, uh, you don't even hear from them. So I'm screwing things up here, Brian, but you want to just talk a little bit about the reporting piece? Yeah, it's one of the most important things that, that we do for to give feedback to Jay so they can use their expertise to keep increasing everything. I mean, I you know, you look, you may think off when you first see it, 8% is not that much. Well, that's, that's 33 new cases. And, you know, what if 10 of those are or eight of those or five of those are six-figure cases? I mean, the cost to or the income to cost ratio on that is phenomenal. 
yeah, it's it's been tremendous. Again, just the the LSAs, the phone call increase, and the the chat and form fills, all that has just worked perfectly for us. Thanks, thanks for that, and thank you for the part you play. And that brings me to my next point, which is, uh, you know, what makes a great client? And we actually give an award, the uh, client of the month. We've given it to Brian, but I owe you a trophy. I have nothing to commemorate that yet. So. <laughs> you know, what makes a great client? And so if you all have an agency, you have your SEO guys, whatever, there's a few things that we require to get the kind of success Brian's had. And Brian's mentioned a lot of those things today. You know, he said, we have the meetings. It, this might be a subtle thing, but he shows up at the meetings because we can't move things forward if he's not approving like if he missed the meeting when we recommended the chat program to him or the LSA program, you know, that might have pushed it out a month. You know, if he just said, nah, you know, everything's good, I'm busy and didn't show up at the meeting. So we use the meetings to recommend new programs and to go through the numbers and to make decisions together. Like, you know, hey, here's our PPC budget or our LSA budget. And we recommend this program or that program. We've done some lead gem programs. And, you know, so you got to show up, you know, and the other thing is some trust, like, Hopefully, if you all watch this case study, you get the feeling that 10 Golden Rules and our team mm -hmm. executes pretty well. So give us a little bit of trust. You know, try some of the things we recommend, because generally we're not recommending things just based off of guesswork. We'll try something with one or two clients. We'll roll it to six or 10, and then we'll roll it to 50 or 60 locations across the country. So, you know, if we're recommending chat or LSAs or a particular strategy, the, the video strategy, give us a shot. Brian also said, you know, he approves the content and he makes almost no changes. And I got to tell you, the same copywriter, the same SEO team that's proofing and reading the copy sends it to Brian and sends it to 25, 30 other attorneys across the country. Brian's at one end of the spectrum where he approves almost everything. And some people have got to rewrite everything and slow the process down. Stuff doesn't get posted on the website. Trust me, folks, the content's good enough to go on your website. It's been written by an attorney copywriter or vetted by an expert and vetted by our SEO team, you don't need to double think the copy. And then the feedback is awesome. Like giving us that feedback on the cases signed and telling us what's working and having, you know, showing up our meetings an hour once a month. And then we do a check-in for half an hour, a second time in the month. You know, so we were only asking for an hour and a half, be there, be there on time and give us that valuable feedback. Um, you know, we're a professional organization too. We know you're busy. We know you're in court, but if you have a meeting, just reschedule. You know, if you have to go to court, just reschedule the meeting. So, Brian, you can either comment on that or I'd love to hear from you. What makes a great agency? How are we better than the folks you had in the past? It's results. I mean, it's, it's that simple. It's results. And it is the, the thing I think I've been mo most impressed with Jay and his team. Results, number one, that's that's obvious. I mean, the number of calls, quality calls, number of leads, the increase in case signings, Increase in my income, the growth of my firm. I mean, all that directly goes back to Tim Golden Rules. There's no question. But I think the thing that I really appreciate as much as anything else is just the open line of communication. I mean, if, if I have Google's robots and robots are hard to consistently figure out. So if I have, if I get a notice from Google that something's not right, I just forward that on to, to Jenna or to Jay and they get on it right away and they respond and they figure it out. And it's, I know they work hard at it because it's not always easy, but they always get it done. So this open line of communications are frequent meetings. Again, they don't take that long and I need to know what's going on and they need to know from my standpoint, you know, how things are looking on my end. So that open line of communication is something I've never had before and it makes me comfortable. You know, it makes me, like Jay said, trust. It makes me trust these guys uh, implicitly. So 
And I think if Jay thinks I'm a great client, I appreciate that. And it's easy to be a good client. I let them do their job. I don't interfere too much. Sure, I'll have ideas. I'll have input. I'll have feedback, of course. But they're the experts. A client comes to me and hires me to work their car wreck case. I don't necessarily need them telling me exactly how to do everything. I know how to do it. Let me do it. So that's how you get good results. You hire great people, great teams, and do what they say. I mean, I personally was pretty opposed to doing those videos at first because I just, I don't like, I don't like to do them, but Jay said, man, give it a chance. It's going to help you. And he was right. And I, I hate them less than I used to, but they work and they've yet to steer me wrong. And I said, I think the results are most important, but just the, the relationship we have is this open line of communication that I can reach out to them anytime. So it's been great. I think that's what you need to look for. And it's very personal for them too. So that, that's what I look for in anything I do. So they've been fantastic for my practice. Thank you so much. You know, what would you say to someone who's in the shopping process? Like they want new SEO guys. I hear that all the time. We're, you know, we're a digital agency, but you know, what are some of the things that you would consider or recommend folks consider? And what are the questions they should ask? Listen, I would talk, if you're in my line of work and you're an injury attorney or you're an attorney needs to market, talk to clients. I may not have told you this, Jay, but I get emails fairly often from people looking in the market, looking for a marketing agency and, hey, I see you're with 10 Golden Rules. What do you think? And I let them know. I think it's great. So you got to go talk to the people who are in it, in the trenches with whatever agency that you're looking at and talk to them about their experience. I mean, I, I know lawyers. They're going to shoot straight with you. They're going to tell you the truth. If they're not happy, happy. That would be my first recommendation is, is talk to the people who are current clients and, and get their honest feedback. That's it. I mean, you can look at videos and all the other stuff you want to, but nothing speaks more true than experience. Perfect. Thank you. Well said. All right. So I was just going to wrap up with sort of our agenda and, and make sure we covered everything. You know, we talked about the local service ads and how to get right to the top of Google. You know, the key thing is get approved, get screened, and then, you know, follow those four or five things in our secret algorithm. Answer the phone within 15 seconds, get in and disposition the calls, get the app and accept a lot of the calls. Anything you would add to that, Brian? No, I think that's a, just number one, answer the calls, you know, feed that algorithm, feed Google, just uh, that's it. Respond quickly. Pretty simple. Add the web chat to your website. That's going to increase conversions 20 or 30% for folks who don't want to send an email and aren't, aren't able or don't willing to call you. Track the numbers. You know, if your agency's not tracking the numbers, you got to know how many people come to your site each month, how many people come from SEO, how many leads you get. And there's three kinds of leads for PI in most law practices, calls, form fills, and chats. You should have those chats. The ABCs of SEO, architecture, backlinks, and content, social media, how to get 300,000 video views. Any other tips on making those videos go viral, Brian? I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I can't believe it happened to me. So I, I really think just be be yourselves. I try not to script it. I just try to talk like I would if I was in a meeting. So I guess that's that would be my sage advice is be yourself and talk like you would to a potential client. And tell those funny stories like the pizza delivery sure. guy. And, yeah. I mean, you got to be, you got to be somewhat interesting to listen to. So yeah. And, and, I, and I do think giving people or, get, or in those videos, when you talk about personal or professional, like real life experiences, and you can talk about stories and, and cases, that helps a lot. I think that makes it more believable. The last point was how to do it all without spreading yourself too thin. And that's, you know, our simple solution is we shoot the videos with y'all once a quarter, and then we take care of everything from there. So we post a video every week for 12 weeks. We post it on your blog and do SEO, and then we post it on your social media 
Google Maps and even send out a newsletter. We got a couple questions. Question is, how do we know which questions are asked most frequently? You know, look, the best questions are the authentic questions that your customers are asking you all the time. Where do you come up with those questions? It's just what you said. What do clients ask me most of the time? How much is my case worth? How do you how do you determine what a fair settlement is going to be? How long is this process going to take? What do I do after I've been in a car wreck? I've never been in one before. What do I do? I get these questions every single day. So it is easy for me to come up with them. It's, it's just pick up the phone and talk to somebody and you'll generate questions. I have a little notebook. I write them down that we use from time to time. So That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, hey, this is, a, this is a question I keep getting asked. We haven't covered it yet. Let's do it. So yeah, that's the answer. It's just, it's the questions you get all the time. That's what people want to know. Yeah, literally, that's the best questions is the questions that you get asked when someone calls you and they're inquiring about hiring you or someone's in your boardroom. And obviously, with a serious injury case, you want to try and figure out, you know, what's in their mind. And and also with laws change or insurance regulations in your state sure. change, people are going to be inquiring about that stuff. That's great content, especially right. new content. You know, we I've used this example for five years now, but we were very early to start answering questions. What do I do if I get hit by an Uber? What do I do if I get in an accident with a Lyft? What do I do if I get in an accident in a Lyft? You know, those were new keywords because Uber and Lyft were not things people search in regards to car, car accident lawyers until the last four or five years. Another question Ryan asked, how often should I check my LSA dashboard? All the time. Just all, all the time. I, I check mine all the time. I get those notifications. And anytime I click on a lead, I just, I look at the dashboard, make sure everything's clean. It's responded to, it's either archived or booked. It's got comments. So I, I couldn't tell you how many times a day I check it. It is just one of those things in my practice. I do constantly. If I'm wrong, tell me, Jay, but I, I don't think I am. You cannot check it. You yeah. can't check it too much. And minimum, it's easy. It's, it's, it's 30 seconds, you know? Yeah. We see a minimum twice a day. And it's awesome. You got the app on the weekends because people are looking for lawyers on the weekends too. Those calls come in on the weekends all the time. That's why LSA is great. Because if I could be at a kid's game or whatever, and it pop up, I can check it real quick, respond. Pretty easy. Pretty, pretty great app. Bob asks a good question. Does book mean signed or just spoken to about their case? So booked is just is Google lingo. Well, I'll answer it first. The lingo actually comes from, I mentioned they've had this program for five years for the air conditioning guys and the plumbers and the roofers. And book means they booked a meeting. So it means they booked an appointment to come and look at your air conditioning or plumbing and give you a quote. So for lawyers, book means it's a good case. I'm going to pay for the lead, but it has absolutely nothing to do with whether you signed them, whether they had insurance. So, you know, for PI and, and obviously it's, it's different, different practice areas, but it just means I want more calls like this. This person was injured. They were in an accident. They were searching for a car accident lawyer or divorce attorney or bankruptcy lawyer. So be very, very careful and overbook as opposed to underbook and archive only the real wacky ones, the ones that have nothing to do with your practice or their robocalls, you know, their, their computer generated calls or sales calls or something. But go ahead, Brian. I know you're going to. Yeah, I was, was going to, you know, I'll just echo what you said. I mean, we, I get a lot of, not a lot, but, you know, we get a good handful of LSA leads that are car wrecks, but no injuries, property damage only. And we, we can't monetize those cases. We can't take those on. I always book those and I always type in, you know, auto negligence, car wreck, just the keywords we have to. So Google thinks, Hey, these are the words he's after. And this one worked. That was a successful. Let's, let's get him another one. Or, you know, a case that sounds like a viable case and it turns, there's no insurance. 
we found that pretty quick. So, you know, it doesn't mean signed up, like you haven't signed the case, but I, you know, I certainly book more in LSA than we sign, but it's the right kind of call. If it's a car wreck or a slip and fall, whether we take or not, it's irrelevant. It's, those are the calls we want. By the way, here's a pro tip that I've been using. If someone calls and you can't help them, you know, you can't take their case, they have no insurance or the person who hit them or they, they were at fault and you still give them advice and they're like, oh, thank you so much. You know, this is very helpful and thank you for your time. Send them the Google review link and say, hey, do, do me a huge favor. You know, uh, hopefully my time here was valuable. Can you just give us a five-star Google review? And send them the link. And so when I get, I invariably get the call from the nephew who's starting up in a, a business and has no budget. You know, I'm happy to help them out and point them to one of our, our YouTube videos. And then I, I ask for that Google link. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done that too. I spend a lot of time giving out free advice, as all lawyers probably do. So it's, uh, that's you told me that, and that's been effective. Question from Bobby. Uh, should I have an LSA profile for each of my office locations? The answer is absolutely yes. What do you think, Brian? I've only got one office location, but if, you, if you're trying to generate cases in multiple locations, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, that's, to me, that's a no-brainer. Absolutely. I thought you, didn't you have a Tulsa location at one point? We tried that at first and that was with the other company. It just didn't, it just didn't work. Just didn't work. I'm a one-man show, as I've said, and as you know, Jay, and that Tulsa market, it's just too much volume. If we keep, that's kind of why we're out of there, you know, and you guys have been great about getting me surrounding Tulsa, but not in Tulsa, because it's just, the volume is just, when we we're in it, it's just too much to handle. So we had to kind of back out of that a little bit. Carly asked, when someone leaves me a Google review, should I respond to that review, even if it's a bad review? I've, I've only had one bad review, and that was a lady who claimed she called, and we didn't call her back. We had no record she called. So yeah, I responded to her and said, hey, you know, very nicely. We didn't, we've searched all our records, and I've talked to all the staff, and and we we don't have any records you called. So I responded to that. But yeah, I, I, I respond to all my reviews. And it's a 10-second, hey, thanks so much for trusting us. Enjoyed getting to know you. You know, yeah, it's a sentence or two. It's easy. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how it works, but Jay said to do it, so I do it, and it, it makes a difference. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's good best practice that people see the firms actually listening and responding. And obviously, if it's a negative review, you want to just state your case. Uh, you can actually get reviews removed if someone uses slander or a swear word. There's like five or six things that you can get a review removed for. But if somebody just claims to have had a bad experience with your firm, unfortunately, it's going to stay there. And, you know, if you don't have record of that person ever calling in, you can state that. You know, I think the odd bad review is actually good for you. When you look at like a restaurant and they've got five five-star reviews, you know that's friends and family. But when Brian's got 228, you know, five-star reviews and one bad one, you know, you're going to say, hey, this guy's probably legit. And and he is. So uh, I'm glad you, you all got a chance to meet him and spend some time with him. And I thank you again, Brian, so much for doing this. This was awesome. Yeah, of course, Jay. Thank you. We'll wrap up now. And please, as I said, you know, if, if you enjoyed this, please drop the five-star review in, in Google or Spotify and iTunes. And, and we'd love you to subscribe and see more of these. When we send a new one out, you'll get a notification in YouTube as well. With that, we'll wrap. And uh, Brian, have a great day, great week. And I'm sure we'll see you soon on our next monthly meeting. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. Cheers. Bye, everyone.